Sun, beaches, and Latin-inspired flavors are what people around the world call their vacation paradise. We call it home. Welcome to the weekly podcast that captures it all, The Scoop on Miami. Let's discover and rediscover Miami together with Ernie Emad, a 54-year resident of the Magic City, and Miami native Lenny Rada on The Scoop on Miami. And now, here's Ernie Emad and Lenny Rada. Welcome to The Scoop on Miami. Hey, look, we're on time this week, 1 o'clock, <laughs> as we are every single Friday. We are a podcast that can be found on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else. We're also live as a video on, on uh, Facebook, and then you can go to scooponmiami.com, where you'll be able to see all of our episodes, listen to the episodes, as well as go to our guest links pages. And that's going to take you to all of the guests that we have on the air today, as well as past guests. And that'll link into their websites and get more information on each of those businesses. I'm Ernie Emad, the broker owner of One Premier International, and I am standing today <laughs> with my co-host. I'm Lainey Rada, leading edge broker associate with Douglas Elliman. So Lainey, how was your week? This week has been very exciting and you're going to find out why. Absolutely. <laughs> it's been busy. Uh, so we start every week with an inspirational quote, and I know Lainey has one for us. Yes, we have uh, from Ellen DeGeneres. Find out who you are and be that person. That's what your soul was put on this earth to find that truth, live that truth, and everything else will come. That's a beautiful quote. Absolutely it is. Um, okay, so we are going to kick off our two-hour special, and that's going to happen right now. <laughs> Established in 1896, bound by Northwest 20th Street to the north and Northwest 5th Street to the south, you'll be introduced to a special place. When you said where you were going, you didn't say I'm going to Midtown or Overtown. You said I'm going to head Overtown. It has its own signage on I-95 for historic Overtown Village, a Miami pioneer black community. Overtown is the oldest continually inhabited neighborhood after Coconut Grove in Miami. In the turn of the century, it was a black diaspora community of people from the South, the Bahamas, Cuba, and the Caribbean who arrived in Miami to work on the railroad. It was home to one of the first black millionaires in the South, Dana Albert Dorsey. Dorsey once owned Fisher Island. Popular to all, it was called the Little Broadway of the South. It hosted hundreds of mostly Black-owned businesses that included libraries, social organizations, hospitals, and popular nightclubs. Out of the 300 local businesses, only about 40 remain. In post-World War II in the 40s and 50s, nightly entertainment included Count Basie, Ella Fitzgerald, Josephine Baker, Billie Holiday, and Nat King Cole. Other prominent luminaries, Joe Lewis and Jackie Robinson, lodged there. Several historic churches were built from 1914 to 1941. Mount Zion is one of the oldest congregations. It was one of the first meeting places for Boy and Girl Scouts, as well as Dr. Martin Luther King and other civil rights movements. You can find Art Deco and Gothic-style religious buildings. Many faiths worship here. There's a temple, there's a Catholic, Episcopal, and Baptist church, and Hindu temple. Dr. Samuel Johnson opened the first x-ray clinic for black people. Dorsey opened the first city-owned building that was specifically for a library. There's also a black police precinct and a courthouse museum. 
Since the 1990s to the 2000s, strong revitalization and gentrification has continued. Dr. Marvin Dunn, a scholar in-house resident for Camillus House, founded Roots in the City. They hire indigent people to develop community gardens. He speaks in a 13-year-old documentary named The Ground Under Overtown. Residents are called towners. You'll find a beautiful, thriving community that has clean, tree-lined streets, beautiful architecture, and one of the most intact histories in Miami. They're friendly, welcoming people passing by to say hello. Here is a place that should be visited for history's sake, but you'll end up staying for much more. A segment, that is, and this whole week we spent in Overtown, we were welcomed with open arms, and we are so grateful we met some wonderful people. And Lainey has a special guest for us today, here live in the studios. Yes, it okay. is. All right, now I can hear it better. Okay. Um, we are very honored to have in our presence Derek Fleming. Derek Fleming's passion for development began in San Francisco while co-managing the 306-acre Mission Bay Project right out of college. Born in Los Angeles, California, Fleming earned a degree in international business from University of California at Berkeley and an MBA from Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern. Aside from the Bay Area, he's developed and managed real estate portfolios in Harlem, Chicago, and New Orleans. Most of his developments have taken place in economically marginalized markets, and in particular, the African-American community. With his business partners, including celebrity chef Marcus Samuelson, Fleming runs a global real estate hospitality business. He manages all of the deal origination, capital raising, and design and construction on his projects. Most recently, Fleming and Samuelson have partnered with Miami developer Michael Simpkins on land development and the much-anticipated multi-layered entertainment venue, Red Rooster Overtown. <laughs> Derek will work with Simpkins on further build-out of the Overtown Development Project. Derek and his partner, Sonny, of 18 years, reside with their twins, Dex and Zane, between New York City and Miami. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> really to be here. We are so honored to have you in our presence mm -hmm. because you mean a lot to Overtown and our community as it continues to grow. So welcome. Very nice of you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so this much. This is a great show. This is a great uh, series you're doing this week. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You might, you might learn something. <laughs> let's see. Yeah. So, um, Derek, let's start from the beginning. How did you meet Marcus Samuelson? And uh, how did you guys become acquainted? Yeah, um, I, uh, after uh, you know, being in the Bay Area, doing real estate for a number of years, um, right out of college, I moved to New York and um, developed a, a cohort of friends. And one of those friends um, was this amazing, really phenomenal uh, person named Kianga. And Kianga and I shared um, birthdays. Uh, so it was Kianga and my best friend, William, we shared uh, birthdays. And we threw these birthday parties together. And Marcus happened to come to one of the first birthday parties we had. And this was 22 years ago. <laughs> this was quite you a You were practically ago. a baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, so this was a real long time. And that time I just moved to New York and was working for a development firm and, you know, burgeoning my career. 
and uh, Marcus had just won Best Chef New York City and got his three stars from uh, the New York Times and was really skyrocketing in his career. And at that party, um, there were some guys that were all sort of hanging out and we got to really uh, become associates and friends. And, uh, and we traveled together and hung out around New York City and Marcus would get us in all the, the great restaurants and nightclubs. And, <laughs> and it was, um, it was really, a fa it was a fun time to be young and, and sort of growing our careers in New York city. And Marcus and I got to be great friends. And over that period, he, you know, went on to develop other projects. I went off to, um, you know, finishing my, my, uh, project with uh, the empowerment zone in Harlem, hmm. went on to business school. And when I came out of business school, Marcus said, Hey, you know, I'm uh, thinking of doing this new project in Harlem. And at that point uh, we were both living in Harlem. Uh, I said, why don't we work together? Why don't we pull this business off together? And that's where it started. Oh, wow. Good story. That's incredible. <laughs> and the rest is history, right? And the rest is what history. What <laughs> a ride because you've amassed an incredible resume that is so impressive. Uh, can I ask one question? Where does the name Red Rooster come from? Did you both come up with that? The name Red Rooster comes from, so there was a, a space in Harlem uh, at 138th and Adam Clayton Powell. And it was uh, a known, it was one of the sort of the, the local haunts. Um, you had uh, several venues in Harlem, Wells Diner and Cotton Club and the Savoy. Mm -hmm. And the Red Rooster was a local place that they see all the priests, uh, the, you know, the, the ministers, uh, the doctors, the lawyers, the athletes, and all the local folks hung out at Red Rooster. And they would have great drinks and yummy little dishes and food. But it was just a local spot. And it, it, it attracted um, the broad range of Harlemites and it was home for a lot of people, just a real, uh, comfort place and destination. It, uh, closed, you know, several decades ago, right. but when we were looking at this new project and wanted to create that sense of community, that sense of belonging, but also a place that was elevated and elegant and sexy and fun, but also at the same time was a place that the community could feel connected to. And so we wanted to celebrate the history of Harlem, celebrate this great place that no longer existed and revive that spirit. And so that's where we brought, um, we brought the Red Rooster name back from. So it's a revival. Yeah. yeah. And how fitting it is because Cubans and uh, Bahamians and so forth brought a lot of Red Roosters to your area. They're always and, there. Uh, I know. That spot was waiting for you guys throughout all these years. I've got so many pictures of these beautiful roosters clucking around. Our property. Um, it is just it it's is phenomenal. It's, and and I'm it. sure you don't, I'm sure you wake them up in the morning instead <laughs> of the vice versa, because you have such a busy schedule. You probably get very little sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me ask you a question. What, so we know, so your, your real break, would you say came from Marcus's association and doing um, businesses with him or what event in your life took you to that stratosphere level that you're at right now? Well, I think it's sort of been a culmination, you know, um, coming out of college and having an opportunity to work on the, um, the Mission Bay project in San Francisco, which was a public private partnership. It was 300 acres mm -hmm. and they really did. Um, my, uh, my company really did give me a great opportunity to learn about redevelopment and design and construction and 
tax increment financing and all of those um, really uh, powerful tools. With of, such a small project. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What a great exactly. schooling you got. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so Mission Bay had been fallow for decades and no one knew how to really fix it. And Willie Brown came in and said, hey, we want to make this happen. And so the development firm that I worked for collaborated and, and made this happen. So that was really a, a big feather in my cap to get that process off the ground. I managed it, got it uh, approved by the Board of Supervisors, got it funded. And, um, and that was really an amazing start for me. And then coming to New York, the empowerment zone at that time had just gotten off the ground. And so the Clinton administration and uh, Congressman Rangel came together to create this $300 million fund. And so mm. I essentially managed a $60 million portion of that fund mm. to leverage with private capital, bringing new businesses and real estate projects to Harlem and the South Bronx. So I started to become, to develop this brand of going into neighborhoods that were, you know, incredibly, you know, uh, hard to develop and, and marginalized and being a guy who could do some fixing right on the um, finance side and on the development side. And so then I went to New Orleans and worked in the Lower Ninth Ward, working post-Katrina on oh an, a revitalization gosh. project in their market retail area. And that was when I worked for a private equity firm called Cherokee. And Cherokee is a green firm that focuses on sustainable vertical projects, cleaning up brownfields, et cetera. So they gave me the opportunity to go into New Orleans and do a major project there. So. Um, so th that was sort of my background, right, in challenged communities and redeveloping these challenged communities. And so by the time Marcus and I got together, I had had um, all of just a variety of real estate development experience and really coming with him and his platform gave us an opportunity to do some really amazing things with leveraging both of our skill sets. Mm. Yeah, oh, wow. that's incredible. Uh, so really, you're you're the money man. You raise the money, but you do a lot more. And and Lainey's going to get into that. But that that's very 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 impressive. Um, so there are reports that you have about over six hundred million dollars in multiple disciplines of real estate development, from planning, implementing, finance, design, construction. Which of those do you enjoy the most? Really what I enjoy the most, I would say, is so the project, so Rooster in Harlem really did become a passion project, you know, for Marcus and for, for myself. Um, you know, Harlem is a global destination that's known for its history of African-American culture and really sort of a, a beacon for our culture. And so to be able to really give Harlem another, you know, alongside the Studio Museum, alongside the Apollo Theater, alongside, mm -hmm. you know, institutions such as the Schomburg or Black Research, you know, we became another um, experience for people to come and try and to taste and to um, pay attention to Harlem. And it really, we felt, gave it a fresh perspective, a fresh voice to the greater New York community. And so we were... We were actually voted um, best community restaurant in New York City. Wow, fantastic. Um, and, Special and designation. One of the six, the, the, I think it was the Washington, it was the New York Post that named us six restaurants that changed the face of New York City. Oh, great. And so for us, it became a real proud moment that, you know, we love Harlem so much. And, mm -hmm. you know, and Harlem um, had been sort of 
second fiddle to in so many instances in terms of its attention and, and economic uh, resource that we gave Harlem uh, an injection of spirit and power and um, enlightenment within the culture. And so now for me, Overtown is the 2.0 version <laughs> mm. of what we did there. And I'll tell you why. Um, you know, Does that mean it's better? I'm not saying it's better. <laughs> I'm not saying it's better. But 2.0 is not better. 2.0 is grander. Mm. And Beautiful way of describing better it. Better is not yet. So we, we, you know, obviously New York City is, is confined because of its, you know, its footprint, right? You can only do so much. I mean, space in New York City yes. is a premium. So here in Miami and our partnership with Michael Simpkins and the way that we were able to, um, I was able to negotiate with the CRA, with the Overtown CRA, you know, we got a piece of land that gave us a large footprint. And so, and specifically the building that we've been able to step into is a historic building, mm -hmm. right? It was the Clyde Killens pool hall owned by this amazing nightlife impresario. Mm -hmm. And you know, he hosted um, when all the African-American dignitaries and icons and entertainers would come to Miami, go to Miami Beach and perform, but had to leave through the back door mm -hmm. and could only reside and play and hang out at night back in Overtown. The pool hall that Clyde Killens owned was one of those places where Aretha and Count Basie and Ella Fitzgerald and Sam Cooke and Muhammad Ali all hung out right across the street from historic lyric theater. Mm -hmm. And so that pool hall um, was what we were able to acquire. We were able to purchase. So the history of those four walls and the square footage, the 14,000 square foot of space, and then the adjacent lot next door that gives us a parking. Mm -hmm. Now the adjacent to the north lot that gives us an outdoor playground really does give us the space to do things that Harlem really couldn't do. So that's why I say it's 2.0. Mm. Yes. And, and that's why I'm so excited about this project. Oh, just to hear you talk about it and, and the way that it all came together is so symbiotic and, and just that your life, the fabric was, was just, you know, coming together in every piece of it. Yeah. The amount let my, of let my passion lead me. Yeah. The amount of rich black history buildings and everything that is in that few blocks is amazing. It's incredible. Absolutely. I Very mean, if you, impressive. If you spend some time at the Black Archives there, right across the street from yep. us, yep. You'll, you'll see so much history there. Yeah. We, we're trying to get in touch with Dr. Barber. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that alone. <laughs> um, is there any strategy that you can tell us how you, that that you would share your secret of how you beat out six competing bids on that property? I will say this. <laughs> you know, in real estate, it's we're, we're we like really a fly on the wall right now. <laughs> we get I, to learn a little from you. Yeah, I mean, I will say this: that um, we had a plan. Mm -hmm. We had a plan, and not only did we have a plan, but we had a track record. Yes. You know, and so what we had done in Harlem really, you know, for us, Harlem was just sweat and it was really just our passion pouring out. And, you know, um, so my, I designed, you know, I worked and, and, and built out Harlem and did the design on it. And it, it you know, created this like just this space. 
and uh, and Marcus, you know, and his celebrity and his passion and his um, really the way that he communicates um, culinary and the importance of culinary and the importance of restaurants and what they do for communities, that sort of created a magic around it. And, and so when we had the president of the United States come, Barack Obama, mm-hmm. come to our restaurant three months after we opened um, to visit mm. and to do an event. And then uh, the first lady came four months after that mm-hmm. um, was a sense, like a huge sense of pride. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so it's, it really becomes bigger than us. You know, it becomes, we have a responsibility to our community to celebrate and to elevate our culture in a way that gives us pride, mm-hmm. right? And there's so much to be proud of within the African-American community, the art, the music, the food, the aesthetic, the design. Mm-hmm. And so, and oftentimes we just don't have the resources mm-hmm. to really do it. And so it's about finding the right partners. It's about finding the right opportunity to elevate the culture in a way that other people can share in it, right? Those who really want to partake in it. Um, but then the people who, us who are a part of it, have a, have a sense of something to, stuck, you know, to lift our head up mm-hmm. about and really share, you know, share. Uh, the, I, I've been a fan of Marcus's for a long time, just be, you know, as, as an eater, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a foodie. You and, many, you and many others. Yes. But I first encountered him at the South Beach Food and Wine Festival because he came to me instead of us going to, to you. And so it, he's a captivating person for sure. Absolutely. And one thing that I've always recognized, which I'm very happy to meet you because uh, I see that you're an integral part of, of this plan, is that every, everywhere that he goes, it's it's not just a restaurant with chairs and food it's a whole experience and he gives back so much which i see now you know this answers so many questions for me but i think that's such a unique thing that he does that, that he, you know because his name is is in the big lights mm-hmm. and all his accolades and mm-hmm. uh he, you always imagine he's in the kitchen cooking for you <laughs> mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but just that that there's all these different components that like what you're saying that is enriches the community that I think that shows people that, that, you know, you can be, um, involved in, in any different level and you don't have to just win the James Beard award. Yeah. I mean, you know, for us, you know, and this didn't, this wasn't in the business plan (laughs) that I put together, but it was really sort of an evolution that red rooster as a brand, um, sort of our signature tag is that it's more than a restaurant. It's right. Very obvious. And so the idea that it is a community destination, it's an artistic space. Mm -hmm. It's a culinary, um, you know, magnet. Mm -hmm. And it is um, really uh, like I'd love to call it a beacon, you know, for others from around outside of the immediate community to come in and and experience it. So um, that, is our mandate that is sort of who we are so that's your culture that's our culture and so when the pandemic hit and restaurants shut down which we weren't quite open yet we were getting right? ready to be I open know. We oh my gosh a week away from so being open close. we were a week away the whole country was in expansion mode right yeah, yeah. there was nothing that was going to stop this that's train correct. that's correct and then all of a sudden bam. bam so we you know we shifted and what allowed us to shift so quickly to becoming a community kitchen, 
to becoming a partner with Jose Andres and World Central Kitchen yes. was because this is our DNA. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. So interfacing with the community and saying, hey, you know, we have an opportunity to serve mm-hmm. rather than to open as a business. We can serve right now. That's what everyone right. needs. People have been laid off. Mm-hmm. We can provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where we it's just it's just a part of who we are at this point. Yes, I, I find that really fantastic because there's something for everybody. Uh, I, you know, I know more because of the involvement just recently with Red Rooster in my backyard uh, than I do in Harlem. My son lives actually close to that location. In Harlem? Yeah. Oh, my, my son actually lives in Washington Heights. Oh, wow. So he's right. He's, he's right up neighbor. the street. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. just around the corner. Yeah. So um, I, I know, but I know more here just because, like I said, I've lived here my whole life. So mm-hmm. I see the changes and just what you have brought to um to choose the space and to invest, you know, your heart and soul in it. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you ever feel like the energy of the past mm-hmm. is a part of, of, uh, I don't know how to say if, if that brings something to you that, that you feel that spirit, like you mentioned of all the famous people that have been there and also the other locations you mentioned around mm-hmm. Harlem. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that you say that it is so interesting that you say that because I swear to you every single time I walk into that space every single time and obviously you know I've been building this project for years now and um you know ground up and every single time I feel a sense of um responsibility I feel a sense of connection to who's been there before uh it's so magical it's you know, those four walls have seen a lot, <laughs> you know, can you imagine uh, Maritha Franklin and or Nat oh. King Cole and, and, and Muhammad Ali hanging out at two in the morning. And you that, just want to go space. back to that day, right? Exactly. That's what I think about every time, <laughs> exactly. you know, like it's, it's more than if these walls could talk because those people didn't just talk. That's right. They did everything. No, they, they were moved so, culture. They were, they, they, moved they were everything culture. And so that's the privilege. That's the honor. And then we humbly, have the responsibility to carry that history on, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, it is really a mandate for us to say, hey, this is what this space is for. It's about this community. It will always be about this community. Luckily, we, you know, we were uh, able to acquire the space. It's not something that we're, you know, having to Deserving. give up. Deserving. It's we, a gift and you're giving back. We're giving 100%. back. And so there will always be that celebration of um of that history and our responsibility to um to elevate the culture will always be there and we and and so yes <laughs> you know every time i walk in that space oh, i, I feel something really powerful that's yeah. great I, I i thought about that this whole time that we were filming this episode because it's very strong feeling in that whole yep. neighborhood it's intense absolutely um i i was wondering just because you've been in really important significant communities and and like you said the african-american communities to work that is there something when you were a, a boy that made you feel like you really had this responsibility because you've taken on a lot yeah i mean and that's and you're still going important. yeah absolutely and that's very important um it's a great question you know, I was born, my parents, um, my parents were 17 years old and I was born. They were high school sweethearts, graduating seniors from high school and both living at home, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was in Compton, California, South Central Ooh. LA. 
And another interesting place. Another <laughs> interesting place, right? You've seen a lot. I have seen, believe me, we could, <laughs> we could do a whole another couple hours yes. on what I've seen. But, but part of that experience of, you know, being in Compton and then we later, my dad and I, um, my mom passed away, we moved to um, Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so always had my connection with Compton because my relatives lived there, my cousins and aunts and what have you lived there. And so for me to see, um, and, and then, you know, so my, my, my dad was able to move me in spaces where I could, you know, go to other parts of Los Angeles and really get a sense of, oh, this neighborhood is thriving. Oh, that's great. Oh, this neighborhood, mm-hmm. Compton, mm-hmm. has its issues, has its limitations, has its frailties and lack of investment. That was a very early, I mean, as early as I can remember, that stark contrast between space, between the real estate um, experience mm-hmm. um, was present for me. And I, and that stayed with me mm-hmm. in a very real way throughout my, um, my maturation. And so by the time I got to Berkeley, I actually had become very clear that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to impact communities that I, I didn't know how, I didn't know that's what great. that meant, mm-hmm. but I was able to figure that out mm-hmm. at Berkeley and got the opportunity to work for a development firm right out of school. And so it, you know, and so really, Again, once you get it in your system, right, mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to go back to neighborhoods like where you grew up, where you were from. So Compton, which looks like Oakland, which looks like the Bay Area, you know, Bayview Hunters Point near um, the Mission Bay Project where I built, which looks like Harlem, which looks like the Lower Ninth Ward, mm-hmm. which looks like Overtown. And wow. you've been in Chicago, too. And Chicago, the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some hard places to change difficult places, but you know what? I've learned a lot sure. and I've had impact and that yes. sort of well, makes me feel, must feel great. It makes me feel really good. And so yeah. this Overtown project, we've got a lot of work to do, but it is, it is so inspiring good. and it is so exciting. And when you layer the history of that neighborhood <laughs> and you just know that once people start to come back and mm-hmm. really that's what we're talking about. That's we're, why we're doing we're bringing this. Them. That's you guys are doing. And you are job. the anchor there. Yes. The amount of people, the line on Saturday was incredible. <laughs> of all ethnicities, yeah. of all ages, and mm. people playing in the playground mm-hmm. next door and mm-hmm. using the uh, picnic tables that mm-hmm. you have. Was, uh, which all happening. Didn't, wasn't there <laughs> yes. before. So no, you are bringing a, a community back together to be outside together as opposed to being in their, in their places. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, a- it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's sort of what our idea was, you know, Michael, right. Marcus and I, we really thought through how do we reactivate this? Mm-hmm. And so, so my strategy of the campus, yes, the destination, that's what you're describing, um, hopefully is going to, um, look, we're going to win today. I don't think you need help. I think you got it. Uh, I wanted to, yeah, that, that just brings me to uh, the question um, because world central kitchen with Jose Andres has been really fantastic, you know, and I know that the line was even longer than the creamery for, for that happening Mm -hmm. three days a week that you were giving out food to the needy. And Mm -hmm. I think you fed thousands of people over 10,000 people, 10,000 people Mm -hmm. just during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. which is beyond I just, that's staggering and just so incredible. And I thought that, um, 
that, you know, the other extra thing that m maybe a lot of people don't know about because I, I follow you on Instagram. And so I know when that truck got there, the mm -hmm. big green trailer. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit more about the plan with that and, and how you're, um, you know, how that is a part of, of the fabric, you know, of all the pieces that fit together of, of the community of Red Rooster? Absolutely. So a core element of what we're doing, um, core tenant, uh, for our, our mission is about sustainability. And, you know, as a developer and having been to all these places, you know, one of the things I've seen is there's a lack of conversation about green and about sustainability um, in our communities, in African-American communities. And, you know, food deserts abound within, uh, across this country, uh, within the communities that we live. And so the idea of the urban farm, the hydroponics container that I had put there was about, A, allowing us as an institution to source clean, green um, vegetables and provisions. Where'd you bring it from? We, so we have- Is there this, a company that makes those? Yes, there is. Okay. Yes, there is. Um, uh, you're going to- Okay, sorry. Give, give me, <laughs> um it's, I, I just, I was just, it's curious. Yeah. yeah. So, so okay. we've got a partnership and they, I'm going to get it for you right now. Um, they, um, provide the container, um, mm -hmm. for and us. And then you decide what you want to put in it. No, they grow. Oh, okay. They grow. And, um, and then we source it, uh, individually, you know, so the chef goes in and, and, and pulls together all of the sources. Like what he needs or what you want in there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and so that was about the community being able to come in and source and uh, the kids to be able to see, you know, how local happens. Mm -hmm. And so it's just another element of sustainability within our community um, and showing us that we don't have to settle for less than fresh, less than green, um, that we can do really, really amazing things. And it's an education. It is education. That, that, yes, that is. turns people into little, those little farmers grow up. Absolutely. And you were telling us in such a small footprint, you're yielding six acres worth of fresh vegetables and greens. I believe so. That, that's, that's, that's something that's to see. It's a yeah. regular size trailer. You'll have to go by it's and see It's probably like it. a 40 foot type it's of a, 40 a, yeah. a refrigerated yeah. uh, special uh, lighting and watering and and so forth. It's got all that technology in there. It's amazing to see. So we're going to do tours and people could come by oh, and great. see how it all works. Ooh, and, great. you know, so it's another layer for the community to say, wow, we have this here in our backyard and it's on the rooster campus. Mm -hmm. And um, so it all sort of ties together, playing, learning, mm -hmm. experiencing, socializing, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, you have shared so much. And, and it, I think that a lot of people feel more they embrace knowing what's behind this and where you come from and, and what your heart is into it and i think it's just great that's that's why we want to give you your voice thank I, you i know you're all over the place though so <laughs> we're not that special but <laughs> you're incredibly but, special but thank you living i i just have to ask because uh, one of the reasons we do our show is to help other businesses have other ideas of, you know, what, what could help them or, or to grow or to learn something from someone like you. So living such a full life mm. with those, are, your kids are seven, right? They just turned eight two oh, weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Twin boys. And That's I love insane. their names. Their names are great. Thank you. And you have a very beautiful relationship with Sonny. Yeah. 
Uh, every person I've known named Sonny is the greatest person. I don't. It's one of those names association that's like great. He's amazing. Well, yeah. you must like him too. He's amazing, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and being a man that mm-hmm. we have in our community of calculated casual style. Uh oh. Uh oh is right. <laughs> Never know what's going to happen with Laney. Uh oh. We saw you in Miami Magazine that 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 you have this name for the for your your flair. My look. Yes. Um. What would you tell others is the secret to having it all because you have a beautiful life you have Mm. a very well-rounded background Mm. you're educated and you're doing something that's so inspiring what would you say oh wow thank you that's very um very kind of you uh to say that i i would just have to say that um i have followed my heart Mm -hmm. i follow my passion in every aspect of it you know it um Sonny and I have been together for almost nine, it's 19 years now at this point. And, you know, so the whole idea of same sex relationships and all of that 20 years ago, you know, Barack Obama wasn't on board. Right. right? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so a lot has let us change in, in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so really to stand in my passion, to stand in my truth, um, facing that relationship was something that um, was a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. and, but, Again, it's what I was passionate about and it's what I knew to be right and I knew to be a good thing. And so I followed my heart. And luckily we have amazing journey that we've endured and we have um, two amazing little boys that we're just so happy, just like over the moon. Mm-hmm about and it's a, um, a cute age too oh, i wish i could just freeze them. i know I, <laughs> to me my favorite one is eight oh eight is like the I want age to freeze them. it's the best age they're the most adorable little creatures right? oh i love oh, them I my know. girls are 29 and 25 so <laughs> cherish these moments fast, huh? because it flies <laughs> you know how fast time flies <laughs> yeah, right I do. I do i do and so there's there's that and then with my career again you know the path wasn't planned um, opportunities presented themselves. I worked hard in each endeavor and I've had the honor to work in communities that you know, look like, look like me. And so that I've been able to impact. And so I followed my passion again, that's what it was. And I will continue to do so because it's bared really amazing fruit. And, um, yes. you know, I'm, you've I'm, got a big fruit bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that saying's not good enough for you. It's fun to manage. And yes. you know what? Right. It's also sustainable. It is sustainable. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic to hear your story and share that with everyone. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. Appreciate you highlighting Overtown. (laughs) Such an amazing, important place in Miami. So I appreciate the work you're doing. We feel the same way. And I want to ask one more thing. Is there anything else um, that you want to, that we may have failed to cover that you want to cover as a last uh, closing point? I think you guys have covered a lot. I mean, I guess the one thing that I would say would be, you know, this is a very challenging time that we're all living in right now. Um, Not just in terms of the health crisis, but in terms of sort of racial equality and the injustices that we've all sort of witnessed. I think that, you know, everyone giving Overtown a chance, everyone giving Overtown the opportunity to be embraced, uh, to be celebrated, to be brought into the rest of the fabric of the Miami um, late, you know, it's the landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, we really do need to take an opportunity right now to be open and to allow ourselves to 
and, you know, bring in other cultures and to be excited about it, uh, just as we're excited about the other amazing cultures that exist here in Miami. Yes. And so that would just be my thought is that as Overtown unfolds and it develops, that Miami is open to the history and the specialness of what Overtown represents. Um, and that's what I would just say there. And yeah, I, we're hoping for the same yeah, thing. And that's, that's why, why we're, we're spotlighting it. We went, uh, like I said, last Saturday and everybody welcomed us with open arms. Uh, the hospitality was incredible. Uh, the streets, clean sidewalks, land, everything was, you know, you hear all of these stigmas and you go there and you are so surprised. And we really do want uh, our viewers and listeners to stop on by and visit these wonderful establishments because they have great stories like yourself, mm -hmm. uh, like some of the other uh, business owners that we've met mm -hmm. um, that are so giving. And the same way, they wanted to come back to their community to give back. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to hear their stories. Absolutely. And I wanted to recommend, which I know you're aligned with me, a Marcus's Cornbread Ice cream. That ice cream is out of control. <laughs> Who's the ever ice cream had a and the dogs. You got to try a bird dog too, okay. and you get but okay. that cornbread ice cream. Very and the original. Velvet, it's crazy. It's very yummy. original. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And I just wanted to give props to Groove and Bean Coffee Bar and Lounge because them. Hey, you we guys. know, yes, you know that, that you you not you also eat at some of Marcus these. Marcus and Derek Absolutely. eat there every week. Absolutely, every so single week. They they're very happy about that, and yeah. they're wonderful people. Love them. Thank you very, very much. Thanks so much, you too. And continued success. Thank you very much. Brian, put, Thank some, you put so those much. fires up. You <laughs> bet. Thank you so much. You have a great weekend, and thanks for coming by. Bye. Scoop on Miami is the 305's hidden treasure. Still considering coming on our show? Hear what our guests have to say about us. Uh, well, before I say that, I just wanted to mention uh, your segment, Laney, on MacArthur Causeway. I spent a lot of time on the causeway and over in Watson Island, and it was very informative, and I really enjoyed the history lesson. Oh, thank uh, you. So that was, that was excellent. Hi, good afternoon. First of all, I just want to start by saying that that was a beautiful segment. Uh, very well done. Uh, I just thank you. Very, very nice and very accurate. Thank, thank you. So Thanks for much. having me. Oh, it's um, it's just a thrill for us. Thank I'm you so, so much for celebrating the ball and chain and highlighting. <laughs> thank you uh, so much. The Cayocho story. But Bernie and Lainey, I just want to thank you guys for everything you're doing for the community and the podcast. I know uh, it, it's just a fantastic job that you guys are doing. And I know that you're doing this right out of the bottom of your heart to promote a small business and, and uh, you know, Miami business and Miami in general. And uh, it, it's such a uh, wonderful, it's so wonderful to be here with you today. I mean, here you are doing all this and never once have you come up to me or any of the, I guess, all the other people and asked for anything. You're just doing it uh, for the community to get out there, to get the YouTube channel going. And it's, it's just fantastic work. So thank you so much. Uh, 
I'm Lainey Rada, a leading edge broker associate with Douglas Elliman. I have over 35 years of experience in market cycles to bring to every transaction, and I'm still alive. When you want to see how I sell 85% of my listings and the average agent sells 40%, we need to talk. I break records, the fastest sale, the most offers, the highest price per square foot. Which one do we want to accomplish? My company includes superior quality marketing to enhance your property and the worldwide exposure, which matters in Miami. If you want to buy, I'm a Miami native. I know the area extremely well. Put my negotiating skills to work. I'm the only Laney Rada in the world, so it's easy to find me. But I'll help you. My phone number is 305-710-8558. That's 305-710-8558. Let's set up a time to talk. From this moment on, consumers will expect it and sellers will demand it. Cinematic video walkthroughs for all of your listings. Professional photography, cinematic video walkthroughs, on-camera video tours, and professional voiceover narration. I'm Ernie Emad, head of BlueHourStudios.com. Blue Hour Studios is a progressive visual and audio powerhouse producing high-end video and audio productions. Become an expert in your field with a professionally produced podcast from our studio in Coral Gables. Call Blue Hour Studios today to elevate your image and voice. BlueHourStudios.com We're back with more of The Scoop on Miami. Find our podcast on iTunes and on YouTube as a video. Our Facebook page and thescooponmiami.com. While there, don't forget to subscribe, share, and like our podcast channel. And now, here's Ernie Enad and Lainey Rada. We are back live. Uh, a lot of buttons, a lot of switches. Forgot to turn up my own mic, right? What a wonderful uh, interview we just had. What a fantastic person, huh? And you can see um, why these successful people uh, hover around each other, right? Uh, it, it's just an incredibly dynamic, and they all have something in common. They want to give back to their communities. And that's why I think they're so blessed back, because they're such giving people. So full of entrepreneurs, and you're going to hear all their stories, which are very inspiring. Absolutely. Obviously, we know we, we do the Miami 305 and the Hidden Treasures. We've got a couple more uh, great segments coming up. But I'm going to tell you who we have coming uh, during this hour that's left. Uh, True Cuts, Nick G. Uh, he is a dynamic, wonderful person. He owns three uh, men's hairstyling salons. Um, and super also Super barber. Yeah, super barber. You got it. Uh, we also met uh, a pair that uh, just got engaged and um, <laughs> Jamila Ross and Aquino West, they own the Copper Door uh, Bed and Breakfast and what a wonderful recreation. They really brought it's that beautiful uh, historic building. They, they really did. And then who else do we have? A little green uh, house uh, grill, yes. correct? And what a bundle of joy Dynamic. she is. Oh my Nicole goodness. Uh, Oprah Winfrey was yes. at that restaurant. You don't want to miss that segment. It's coming up in a couple minutes. And Groove Bean Coffee Bar and Lounge. What great, a great couple they are and partners, Monique Messer uh, and Keon Lewis. Uh, so we've got a lot uh, uh, still to come on the you show. Hear about. You bet. So Lainey, tell us about the next segment that you have. We have lots of history. We could have done this show for a month. <laughs> There's so much going on in Overtown. And 
we, we, I, I, we just tried to highlight some very significant places, the oldest places, because we have, uh, that you saw in the beginning of the show, some uh, panning of the historic buildings and a little bit about the basic history of the neighborhood. And then we're also going to be talking about the Lyric Theater. That's exactly who we're going to be talking about right now. There is a big theater on the United States National Historic Place Registry located at 819 Northwest 2nd Avenue in Overtown. The historic Lyric Theater was built in 1913 as an entertainment center. Originally 400 seats, it was operated by Geter Walker, a Georgian who came here prior to 1900. The theater was an anchor for the district known as Little Broadway. For 50 years, it was a movie and vaudeville theater. It was also used as a community auditorium. Visiting luminaries include the American educator, Mary McLeod Bethune, singer Ethel Waters, and the acapella ensemble Fisk Jubilee Singers. The theater played movies until 1959, then it became the General Assembly of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ of the Apostolic Faith. Overtown was deteriorating in the 1960s and it was shuttered for decades. In 1988, the Black Archives History Foundation of South Florida did a restoration. Two more phases were to follow and by 2014 it was open to the public again. It has been renamed Black Archives Historic Lyric Theater. There's a beautiful park outside that has an ongoing folklife village that has been running for 10 years. The Cultural Arts Complex is the oldest legitimate theater in Miami. It's a symbol of black economic influence and a social gathering place, a source of pride and culture free of discrimination. On your visit to Overtown, it will get your attention without a doubt. Get your attention without a doubt, huh, Lainey? The thing to notice uh, when you go there is the the original building. It has grown a lot. The uh, there's there are different groups that have kept that building alive. It was actually shut down, like I said, for decades, and it has a lot of history. Um, unfortunately, right now everything is closed because of COVID. And we didn't expect that to happen. We, we were just very optimistic thinking that we could just go in and take lots of pictures for you, <laughs> but we're going to have to go back. But um, always in our show, we just give you a taste of the people and the places because, you know, we can't talk about it for a month, but we just want you to be really well informed and make it inviting and encourage you to learn more and to go. And, and this is a big um, thing that we're looking toward, you know, helping our guests is to promote their businesses. So we have more to share. Yes, we do. Um, we are now going to introduce you to uh, one of the business owners that we met with on Wednesday, uh, a fun guy, a uh, very mm -hmm. smart guy, and he's also uh, really investing back in these neighborhoods. And his name is Nick G with True Cuts. And he's got a line about haircuts don't lie. Do you remember that line? Oh, he's so funny. It, it has it in the... Uh, it has it, it in has the... It has it in our... And, but but his, his, uh, he's really gives back to Miami altogether. He's um, he's in all the towns. He's in Midtown, Uptown, and Overtown is his newest location. So let's meet Nick G. Good afternoon and welcome. My name is Ernie Emad with The Scoop on Miami. We're in historic Overtown this afternoon, and I'm standing alongside my co-host. I'm Lainey Rada, leading edge broker associate with Douglas Elliman. 
Welcome. We have Nick G, who is the owner of True Cuts here in historic Overtown. Welcome to the program, Nick. Hey, how you guys doing? Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being a part of the scoop on Miami. Nick, where did you get your inspiration? Uh, growing up on the beach, it was very hard finding a urban styled haircut. And uh, I had troubles uh, growing up to write about, about my early teens when I finally got a nice haircut. Um, that inspired me to want to keep doing this. And what really got me um, to this position now, I would want to say God first, and helping me lead a group of men to uh, succeed in many ways, not only just cutting hair, but being uh, men and everyday routine and you know being part of a family. It's fantastic to take it upon yourself to mentor these people. Um, how do you get your barbers? Uh, I like going to academies and finding students that uh, once upon a time, like myself, didn't know mu much about the craft. And uh, I like being a mentor to these guys because I would want to say it's something that I was kind of missing, but I always find a way to keep myself inspired. And the way I stay inspired is by finding these hope stories and building uh, guys up from zero to uh, you know magnificent things now. Fantastic. Eleni? I had a couple of questions. Uh, first of all, from a business standpoint, because that's one of the things that we like to help other business owners to find success. And I wanted to know about who does your copywriting and your logo, because it is very unique. And some of the great lines that I have found that you have are to make sure your clients look like a superhero, bring out the star in you. Therapy's expensive. Get a haircut today. We're great listeners. And men lie, women lie, their haircuts don't. So where do, you, where do you get this from? Who helps you with this? Uh, I would want to say most of the marketing schemes and uh, uh, strategies I found really formed uh, within my own creative mind. Uh, I have a couple uh, guys that do help me here and there, so I don't want to say I did it all alone. But uh, these are a lot of things that I do on my downtime and just kind of uh, try to pencil things together to stay creative and uh, uh, stay in the loop and be more interesting. It definitely keeps you up there, for sure. I, I wanted to also call attention to the menu, which is actually says witness the menu. What is the Godfather? Uh, the Godfather is actually uh, based on uh, one of my dad's favorite movies called The Godfather. Uh, when you see the movie start, um, you see uh, you see the Godfather laid back uh, getting a hot towel shave. And uh, that's basically where um, also my uh, logo comes from. I feel like the blade holds a lot of power and the Godfather services are full services, a, a shampoo followed with a conditioner, a hot towel mini facial followed by another hot towel for a shave. And uh, it's the best service you can receive here. Oh, the best for the best. Absolutely. And Brothers Keeper, what's that about? Uh, the Brothers Keeper is just as nice. It's usually uh, for guys that don't have any facial hair and uh, they just receive a hot towel mini uh, facial. Okay. Then um, I wanted to go over, since I'm not an expert in, in the man's barber department, what is the microscope pigmentation about? Uh, I'm glad you asked me about that. Um, it's something I'm really into right now. Uh, I've been doing it for about a year and a half. Uh, the instructor I um, learned this craft from was actually uh, uh, highly um, uh, nominated in uh, this category. And uh, basically what it is, it's a kind of like a tattoo service, but it's done one dot at a time. It's a permanent solution and it imitates the hair follicle to fill in any bald area or people that are suffering from alopecia, any unwanted scars, 
And uh, it's basically an illusion of the hair uh, follicle when your hair is shaved down to its closest form. Okay. I would have never thought of that. That must be helpful to a lot of people. Absolutely. It's uh, the next best thing. Uh, correct? Because most men are shaving low anyways right, nowadays. Right. Um, let me ask you, how many locations do you have? Uh, now we have three locations. Uh, we started in 2013 uh, over at Upper East Side, Miami on 82nd and Biscayne. 2015, we went over to Midtown. And now 2018, uh, we came to the historic uh, Overtown. We're working on our fourth location. It's actually our brother location. It's going to be called the True Cuts Barber Lounge. And uh, I would want to say I'm getting a little older in my career, and I really wanted to take it up another notch and bring a, a gentleman vibe uh, to True Cuts. And uh, that's basically what we're doing there. That's fantastic. So you get a high-end service, and that's a great area. It's on your way to uh, Bal, Bal Harbor, Bay Harbor Islands, mm -hmm. uh, correct, off of Aventura. 135th Aventura. Uh, ab absolutely. So if somebody wanted to get a, a haircut at this great location, True Cuts in Historic Overtown, what is the best phone number to reach? So the phone number to, uh, to call is going to be 786-763-3367. It's uh, 1034 Northwest 3rd Avenue, uh, located in the heart of the historic Overtown in the business district, close to all areas like Wynwood, Brickell, the river, downtown. We want to say we're dead in the middle of that and uh, just come check us out. And this place is very much alive. We were here Saturday. The place was packed. So come on out to Historic uh, Overtown and meet Nick. Come to True Cuts here in Historic Overtown and get a great haircut. Nick, thank you so much for being a part of the Scoop on Miami. We were so happy to walk in and see a little bit of Atomic on your wall as well. He was a guest on our program. Oh, yeah, that's my guy, man. Atomic, he's actually <laughs> been to every one of my locations and personally dropped his orange in here. And, uh, it's been great. Fantastic. Finally, is there anything else that you want to, uh, that we may have missed uh, saying? Um, no, nah, we, we basically covered everything. And I just want to thank you guys for finding the time and the opportunity to come uh, search for us. And I just want to thank God for everything he does. Thank you so much. Lenny, anything else? No, just if you, what, what do you do in your spare time if you have any? Well, my spare time, I mean, some, I like to play sports. I like to run a lot. Uh, if I'm not at work, honestly, I'm with my family. Uh, I'm a father and hopefully to be a husband one day. So that's just what I do on my spare time. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been fantastic to meet you thank and you share man. your experience. It was a pleasure, thank you. Thank you. It was great to meet him. He runs a tight ship, a very professional business owner. I was very impressed. I was very impressed as well. Uh, obviously, you know, some people get a little shy on the camera, but he's a dynamic person. He, he's got his stuff together. He gives young men opportunities, mm -hmm. um, which is, uh, uh, also, uh, somebody else that's giving back to the community and giving back to, uh, what could have been a troubled, uh, kid or a troubled young man and that he gives them those opportunities. Um, and, uh, the people that were there on Saturday, they mm -hmm. were having a blast, uh, Everybody, mm -hmm. it was a community uh, barbershop, and that's really what yeah. we loved about it. Yeah. So look for Nick. Go Ooh. find him wherever you can and, and get your hair cut. You bet. So now we're going to introduce you to our next guest, and they're a special couple. Uh, they're chefs, both of them. That's very and, unique. And uh, do you want to introduce them? Uh, Go ahead. They're going to introduce themselves very well. Jamila <laughs> Ross, Aquino West, and they're the chef owners of the Copper Door Bed and Breakfast. Yeah, so you get double, d double uh, exposure 
with the, the hospitality there, which I found very unique. And it's the most gorgeous building. And they've painstakingly made it perfect. They really did. Uh, from the original counter to those terrazzo floors. Oh, it's gorgeous. just a, a beautiful. So let's meet the owners of the Copper Door Bed and Breakfast. Hi everyone, Ernie Emad, broker owner of One Premier International Realty and the host of The Scoop on Miami. And I'm standing alongside my co-host. I am Lainey Rada, leading edge broker associate of Douglas Elliman. We are in historic Overtown today, part of our two hour series coming up this Friday. And we are so excited to introduce you to one of the newest uh, members of Overtown. And her name is Jamila Ross. And she is the owner of Copper Door Bed and Breakfast, along with her uh, fiance, Aquino West. Welcome to The Scoop on Miami. Ernie, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you along with us. Let me ask you a question. What was your connection with Aquino? So we first uh, met at Johnson & Wales University. Um, I'm originally from New York and have moved to Miami um, for school and uh, had a few classes together. And uh, we kind of linked up, went on a few dates, and uh, the rest is history. How long ago have you met? It's been... Wow. It's been a while since I've done this math. It has to be <laughs> seven or eight years now that we've known each other on and off. And, and we've been together for the last uh, six years consistently. <laughs> Fantastic. Congratulations. Because we found out uh, in our uh, interview just uh, prior to going on the air that they are uh, engaged. Uh, so congratulations. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Um, so we know how you've met. And what is your background? Yeah, so um, Kino's originally from South Florida, um, West Palm Beach area. I'm originally from New York. I grew up in Yonkers. Um, and so Kino has always kind of been culinary, back of house. Um, he started his career doing competitions as a high schooler and has um, kind of propelled from there um, to work in Michelin star kitchens with amongst Michelin star restaurants, along with a lot of um, great local chefs that are known for really uh, modifying Miami cuisine. So he has a great background. Um, me, myself, I grew up in food and beverage as well, at first back of house and then um, moved to front of house and um, we both have traveled internationally, worked internationally, so we have a lot to bring to the table. <laughs> and you also worked uh, for a very famous chef. Yeah, one of my first uh, culinary internships was in LA, of all places, um, working for the Bizarre Concept by Jose Andres um, at the flagship SLS. Wow, that's fantastic. Let me ask you, where do you reside? Um, so we have a home in the Liberty City, Alapata area, um, but we also live and uh, do take up a lot of time here in Overtown at the Bed and Breakfast. Fantastic. Lainey? Oh, uh, I was wondering, uh, this is a spectacular property. It is really a jewel. Very hard to find something this old from 1940 and in this condition. And I know it's a painstaking renovation that you did. So I wanted to, to share with everyone, if you could tell us and, and everybody else out there, how did you find this property and how long did it take you to, from you know the back door to open the front door? 
Right. Um, it definitely was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and I'm happy to know that you can see that. Um, a lot of hard work. But um, we were originally, we had opened up some vacation rental properties, kind of like an Airbnb style, um, just to get our foot in the door as entrepreneurs. And um, we were really interested in um, investing in a restaurant concept. So we were looking for different uh, spaces and areas and the developer that we were you know, working with had introduced us to this space given our hospitality backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those moments where um, you know, you went around the back, everything was boarded up in the front, and then all of this just kind of showcased itself without even electricity. And you could tell that um, it was worth preserving and really worth restoring and that it had a great story along with it that uh, needed some really great leadership. So. Oh, well, it, it found the right owners. It's, it's a beautiful place and it shines all the way through. I was curious, we're standing here with another star of the show, the original bell on this original front desk. And I wanted to know how it got the name Copper, the Copper Door B&B. Yeah, so it's an interesting story. Um, we originally came up with the concept before we had a home for, for the concept. Um, and it kind of had a cool ring to it and it was just a placeholder um, for a while. And um, after really, again, understanding the history of Overtown, understanding what this building meant to the community and to our neighbors, um, we realized that it was fitting um, to keep. And the reason for that is because as um, copper metal is very, it's very sustainable, obviously very useful and has been around for a very long time. And when it's aged, it kind of has this antique -y feel and you can tell that it's been through a lot and kind of it has experience. Um, and when it's kind of new and shiny and, and kind of has that rose gold um, finish to it, it really does present an elegance and a kind of professionalism. Um, so when we really were able to dive into what the metal meant to us and what the name meant, it was only fitting to keep. Yeah, it resonated with you. It's it's perfect. That's so nice. Um, I was uh, uh, wanting to share because part of our show is all about the historic designation here in Overtown, and we wanted to uh, know about how this has has come about as um, an experience for you and what it means to you. Um, I see there's a name on the front door outside in this incredible flooring of terrazzo the from floor to ceiling you have to see this building and you can look on the website to see all the beautiful rooms and some of the extra features uh, but tell us um, what's been the best part about being in this neighborhood yeah i mean again there's a great story behind it um the original inlay that you mentioned which is actually adjacent to the sidewalk anyone could could visualize it, um, pays homage to the original owner, Jimmy Dimitri. Um, he was kind of like a Robin Hood for the neighborhood, uh, for lack of a better word. And so he had befriended a lot, a lot of just community members. And he met uh, a gentleman whose nickname was Mr. Moon, because he was distilling moonshine at the time. And they became great friends and business partners. And um, Mr. Moon's family lived here on site, running the hotel along with uh, the commercial spaces that are on Northwest Fifth Street. Um, and with that, um, um, shares the history of the long lineage of black entrepreneurship. Mr. Moon happened to be a black gentleman um, who actually was able to inherit all of Jimmy Dimitri's land and businesses. Um, he had passed about six years ago, but we've had the pleasure, both of them surprised us, his son and daughter. He, he has two daughters and a son, and they both, um, during um, opening phases, before we were even open, um, they came by individually and just kind of um, 
just kind of peeked in and, and we were able to give a tour and they were sharing stories of, you know, what it used to be like during the 50s and 60s and, you know, as a family making room, cleaning rooms, making beds. Um, so we're just proud to have found this location to be a part of what's now known as, you know, Overtown's history um, and adding on to its history. Um, and our community members, our neighbors, um, the people that pass by our window and we say good morning, you know, and share, you know, just commonalities with on a daily basis are able to, in their lifetime, see what it was like or have heard stories of what it was like in their past, you know, family members generation of this like energy here in Overtown, this excitement here in Overtown, and they're able to uh, witness what the you know what the uh, kind of renaissance um of it all looks like and we're just happy to be a part of that oh that's beautiful that's those are the the personal stories that we came to share with you yes yeah, absolutely i do um it's an intimate experience and it's chef driven amenities can you explain that yes so before the pandemic um kino and i and um, our team were curating breakfast every morning. Um, we prided ourselves most on making sure that our long-term guests had a new, fresh, different breakfast every single morning. We've gone through at least 500 recipes over the last two years that we've wow. been here. Yeah, easily. Um, again, Kino just comes from a creative, um, very passionate perspective and we wanna keep things fresh and typical bed and breakfast culture is that, you know, you get some a little something different each morning. So we wanted to uphold that standard oh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's it, from the culinarian perspective, he really does um, utilize his skill sets in that way to create a unique experience. The intimate portion of it certainly comes from the guest relations. And uh, if I may, what I bring to the table <laughs> to some degree. Um, and of course, we, we've been able to kind of understand where our goals are and what our responsibilities are individually and as a team. And we're able to kind of create this really well-rounded experience when, when we've been able to tap into both of those things. I also see that you support artists and you exhibit their work. Can you tell us about this current artist that you're exhibiting their work? Yeah, so this is a South African artist that um, we've had for the last two months or so now. Um, it hasn't gotten as much exposure since the shutdown as I would want, but um, we're very uh, excited to bring on a new local artist. This, Like I said, this artist happens to be from South Africa originally um, and is overseas, but we're bringing on um, a Cuban-American art photographer, actually, that has taken some awesome photos of the Overtown community. Um, before this show, we also were featuring Bunny Yeager's work. Um, she had a very exclusive collection of black and brown models um, from this area and from Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Um, and we we're really proud to have that, uh, that installation um, along with some really great work by Purvis Young and that was about two years ago. We are just so happy to have someone like this um, in our community and, and all that you do. And finally, how does someone book a room here and contact the Copper Door? Absolutely. So our direct line is going to be 305-454-9065. Um, potential guests can book on our website, and that's going to be copperdoorbnb.com. And all of our social media handles, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, um, is at copperdoorbnb. And you're also serving breakfast three or four days a week. We've bumped it up. We've bumped it up to four days now. Um, so Rosie's pop-up is a to-go mm -hmm. concept. Um, and that's going to be Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 8 till 12. 
and you can just drive up to the event. Yes, we have a little ventanilla on the side of our carport here, so you can just walk up, and uh, we'll, we have coffee, pastries, um, awesome breakfast, and we're also available on delivery services like Postmates, Uber Eats, Grubhub, so whatever uh, you, you use, we, we got you covered. Thank you so much for you. your hospitality, and stop on by the Copper Door in historic Overtown. Great to meet you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you again for having us. Thank you so much. Okay. Wow. They, it's just a beautiful building. You've got to go by there. They have these events. They have breakfast every day, like she said. Um, there's a lot of ways to engage with them and not just stay at the hotel, even though it's a really beautiful place to have a little staycation in Miami. And it's also really close to downtown. They get all kinds of, um, they, they ha get cruise ship passengers. Mm -hmm. They get people from the hospital in recovery. They have a really interesting business. And I'm noticing um, also that is the original front desk that she mentions. That's the original bell at the front desk also that you can see in the picture. And um, there's also a Purvis Young uh, painting behind us where we were talking and Purvis is a important person there and we're going to talk about him too well actually well, why don't we you mentioned him why don't we roll into oh, the the, the 305's segue. hidden treasure okay. uh which is on uh, uh Purvis you want to say a couple things yes well I I've uh I've loved Purvis Young since the first time I ever laid eyes on his work and I actually got to sit next to him when they aired his documentary which I brag about in this segment hmm. but uh we also have a in, the, in this show, you'll see uh, there's a big um, drone footage of a, a large mural, and you really have to go out and find his work um, in the community, but it's uh, spectacular, and you just don't forget it. It leaves an impression on you. So let's go with Lainey Rada's 305's Hidden Treasures. And now it's time for the 305. Five hidden treasures. Hidden treasures with Lainey Rada. Today, our hidden treasure is none other than the patron saint of Overtown. This gifted artist, Purvis Young, was born in Liberty City in 1943. He was a teenage dropout who went to Rayford Penitentiary for three years. It was there he began reading art books and drawing. He was influenced by the mural scenes in Chicago and Detroit. In 1971, he arrived in Overtown and became inspired by daily life. His street scenes focus on African-American social unrest, funerals, lynching, pregnant women, and my personal favorite, horses. He was also known for using found material, which adds to the unique tapestry of his work. He nailed up a collage at Good Bread Alley. It caught the attention of the owner of Miami Museum of Modern Art, Bernard Davis. His work is now seen in permanent collections at the Smithsonian, the High Museum of Art in Atlanta, the American Folk Art Museum in New York City, and personal collectors Don and Mira Rubel purchased his remaining 3,000 pieces. Other famous collectors include Jane Fonda, Damon Waynes, Jim Belushi, and Dan Aykroyd. There have been excellent local shows in town. Once you recognize his work, you'll catch it in random places. 
The Miami Film Festival premiered a documentary about him in 2006. I got to sit right next to him. I was always an admirer. You'll have to look him up and go on the hunt to find his work, but it will be worth it. He passed away in 2010 from complications with diabetes. He left us with this. I try to solve how every man could get along, put honey in the sky where it could drip and make the world sweet. Okay, I gotta say something. Yes, you do. This picture that you see of Purvis is actually in the um, waiting, the little waiting area of Little Greenhouse Grill, and it is one of the best pictures I've ever seen of Purvis. And uh, unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but he's in spirit all over Overtown. He really is. And uh, at the beginning of the program, we had a video of uh, Overtown and I uh, was mural, able to fly some at the drone park. at the at the park, mm -hmm. at the school. Um, and he is all over Overtown. Uh, no question. Uh, so we're going to continue to introduce you to some of our great businesses from Overtown in hopes that you will pay a visit uh, to these businesses because they're wonderful people with wonderful stories. And Little Greenhouse Grill, <laughs> that's who is next. Oprah Winfrey has been there, but she also has the Weight Watchers, correct? It's a sponsored program. Mm -hmm. It's a sponsored program. program. They, have, they, have, they have items on their menu. Uh, correct, as well as... Uh, um, uh, their uh, uh, side it? dishes, yes. which are uh, um, uh, everything's, vegetarian. Everything's healthy. So the soul food, uh, sexy soul food that's healthy for you. Yes. Let's check out right now. South Florida's sexiest soul food. Absolutely. Here's, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Little Greenhouse Grill. Hi, I'm Lainey Rada with The Scoop on Miami, and we're here in historic Overtown, and we're going to be introducing this business, Lil Greenhouse Grill. We have Nicole Gates with us, one of the founders, and uh, we're gonna be speaking with her and finding more about her story. And I'm also here with my co-host, I'm Ernie Emad, the broker owner of One Premier International, and thank you for joining us today. We are so pleased and honored to have Nicole Gates, and she is the partner owner yes. of this wonderful establishment, along with her partner, Chef Kareem Bryant. Absolutely. Thank you, and welcome to The Scoop on Miami. Thank you so very much. As managing partner and uh, creative lead here for Little Greenhouse Grill, it is an honor to welcome Scoop on Miami into not only historic Overtown, but into this beautiful little restaurant that we've created here. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much for allowing us in here. So you have a wonderful story because it started off in the food truck industry yes. and look where you're at now. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about that. So Chef Kareem Bryan is actually the creator of the brand and he's the restaurateur. He comes from 20 years of experience in five-star restaurants, including stints at Smith & Wodlinski, Prime 112, STK Gansevoort, just to name a few. I am a marketing executive. So we found that in this beautiful community of Overtown, there was just a little something lacking, a place to go sit down, have a glass of wine and eat dinner. Well, we had the opportunity to run uh, our turn our food truck uh, into a brick and mortar and come into this building. And we've been here now three years. It has been exciting. Wow, that is incredible. And I, what a road, right? Yeah, it has uh, been. <laughs> to finally have a fixed home uh, for your wonderful creations. Absolutely. Um, South Florida's sexiest soul food. Wow. Tell me a little bit. 
about that because we're in such a sexy Miami. Tell us about that. Is that what they say? I love it. I love it. Well, you know, soul food anyway, it it has such a draw and it has such an enigma. You know, it it comes, it has so much history behind it. Every dish prepared has a, a, a piece of history of American culture that should be shared with everyone, especially during times like now where the world is so um, divisive uh, and food brings us all together always. So what we do in the kitchen is similar to what a lot of people who have grown up with traditional soul food that they grew up with their moms and their grandmothers or their aunts in the kitchen, um, uh, plant, uh, plucking fresh collard greens, uh, cooking them fresh, making macaroni and cheese by hand. Um, All of Chef Brian's meats are smoked and grilled in-house. We are farm to table with most of our vegetables. It is such a unique experience to come in here and dine. We have a small eight seat, uh, eight table restaurant. Everyone always knows someone else. You know, I'd hate to mention that other show yeah, where everyone knows your name. Yeah, you remember yeah, that yeah. show. <laughs> but we're similar to that. And and because when you come in here, you know, everyone knows your name. And if they don't, if they didn't know it when you walked in, they're going to know it by the time that you leave. <laughs> and so, you know, it's nice to have a place to go and kind of vibe and, and chill like that. And if some people call it sexy, well, we'll take that too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What a a ball of joy and what energy and it's definitely a place that all of you and we are so glad to be able to to present uh, a little greenhouse grill to South Florida. Lainey? Um, There were a couple things that I noticed about your menu that are special. Um, I wanted to know first of all how, how did you create the menu? Well, again, Chef Kareem Bryan um, is the creator of the menu and the brand, and he's taken all of his experiences along with the traditional uh, African-American soul food cuisine, and we just created something that was eclectic um, and that everyone could enjoy. And so what we wanted to do is make sure that we had a few things on there for the vegetarians. So most of our side dishes are vegetarian. They do not contain meat, except for the collard greens, which are made with smoked turkey wings. And again, because we are a healthier alternative of soul food. We don't fry a lot of our food. So you don't find traditional fried chicken on the menu, but we do have fried chicken salads and we do wait with all white breast meat. And we do have um, chicken and waffles made with all white breast meat, but our ribs, delicious, (laughs) smoked in-house, applewood and hickory. Our wings, our half chicken, literally it's a whole chicken that the chef butchers, because he's a certified butcher, by the way, Cuts in half. All of the meat, our salmon, everything is butchered here in-house by Chef Kareem Bryant. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so the other things were, what is the hungry black man? It's like the stamp on things. Oh, hilarious. (laughs) You know what's going to be funny? He is going to be so glad that you asked about that. That means you've done your social media work. The Hungry Black Man is a brand that was created by a very good friend of ours named Starek Smith. And what he does is he he blogs and highlights black-owned establishments all over the country, primarily, though, here in South Florida, because this is where he resides. When we first opened up three years ago, about three months after we opened, the Hungry Black Man came and did a, um, a show, a feature on us. Immediately, our business took off. That's why we actually have the interview on a plaque on the wall. We give him so much credit for putting a light on us and and making sure that people knew we existed and who we are. He really played an integral part into our success today. And I know you'll be so glad, StarX, to hear them mention that. But he is a wonderful person, and I encourage everyone, if you're looking for something different to do, please follow the hungry black man. (laughs) 
Well, there's a really big bright light that's also a part of your accolades that is Oprah. <laughs> and, and I know that you, <laughs> like nobody knows who that is, but you know, we'll talk about her a little bit. So, yeah, a little bit. So I know you have the WW signature on your menu for yes. that. So you want yes. to tell us how you got involved with that? Absolutely. So uh, we were approached um, earlier this year, well, late, uh, actually last year, by Weight Watchers when they were planning the Oprah's 2020 Vision Tour to come into the market. Um, they were researching restaurants that could potentially be a partner. And when they dug into our story, similar to what you did, they found something very special there. So the next thing we know, uh, we got a call call from a, a CBS. We got a call from um, the Weight Watchers uh, people, the promotions team. Um, and the next thing we knew, uh, David Bergnon with CBS This Morning was coming in and right behind him, Gail King followed. And lo and behold, it was none other than Miss Oprah Winfrey. Wow. You, know, you know her. <laughs> We're honored that she walked in here. She did. She did. And, and, you know, not only that, though, but, you know, even after that, her team has been so wonderful with resources and with information and um, just making sure that we as a business continue to operate in a fashion that would align us with success. So, you know, I, people always say, well, what did she give you? She gave me a blank check perpetuity, mm -hmm. something that I'll forever ride on. The promotion, the marketing, the business acumen. I am living my best life right now. Okay. <laughs> I just love your theme of the, of the healthy Choices. I, that, that's that's something after my own heart. Um, I wanted to ask you, what's the best part in, for you all in this business here, and it's such a unique setting that you have about being in historic Overtown. What does it mean to you? Well, you know, it, to have people be able to look across the street and know that the businesses that they are patronizing are owned by people that they grew up with, by their neighbors, uh, that young people can look up and, and know that it you can make an investment in the same community that you grew up in. And, and actually, it's probably very important more than ever to, to come back and give back to those communities. That is what's most important for us. Not only that, you know, being able to share this freedom and I call it freedom because we can make our own hours. We can do what we want. Luckily, Chef Kareem and I have a very good work ethic, <laughs> you know, because I could be, you know, on a, at a resort someplace <laughs> half the week and be just fine. But, you know, it, th that working with him and sharing um, in this journey of, of entrepreneurship, of freedom, the road to financial wealth. It has been something that I do not take for granted. And I'll forever be grateful to him for allowing me to be his partner in this endeavor. I can just tell by your voice that that means everything to yeah, you. That's beautiful. Everything. Yes, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. And the community, it means everything to them. Absolutely. That, that's what's the most important thing, your guidance. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time. It's been great to get to know thank you. And we wanted to bring this story to the community and to the world because our podcast is all over the world. Hello, world. It's a, it's a travel, <laughs> travel and places podcast, so that's what it's all about. Thank you. Knowing where to go. Thank you. you, know, you we, we are, again, yes, I do have. Uh, again, because we are so pleased. We have been welcomed with open arms here in historic Overtown from you and, and, and the other people Absolutely. that we've been interviewing. We have been so pleasantly surprised. And we want South Florida to come and visit these dynamic people with incredible backgrounds, incredible energy, and passion that really shows through. So absolutely. thank you so much you, for being part of the Scoop on absolutely, Miami. Absolutely. absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.
One last thing. Is there anything that we failed to mention? Do you have any specials or anything coming up that you want to bring up? Well, we just would like for you to like us on Facebook and on Instagram at Lil, L-I-L, Greenhouse Grill. You can also email us with any questions. We're also doing catering at this particular time. So you can email us at Lil, L-I-L, Greenhouse Grill at gmail.com. We are open for business. Uh, we do ask that if you would like to dine in, that you call first, given the current situation that we're in, to make sure that our operating hours are intact. But takeout, delivery, and curbside is in full force. So we look forward to serving each and every last one of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. We are back, huh? She just pops off the screen. She's, she really does. She's something. She's really dynamic. And, and her partner, the chef, we, yes. it was just a... Very a, welcoming. Wednesday was just yeah. a spectacular experience for us in Overtown. And that's a very nice, intimate little restaurant that's very cozy. They have a really nice um, design in there that's very welcoming. And I also was really impressed because in their... Um, in their entrance, in their lobby. It's not a lobby of a restaurant. It's the, well, the what it, I don't know. You have to wait it's there. It's a waiting area. <laughs> you have to get past the, get past the host. The gatekeeper. Yes. Right. And they have a little tiny bookshelf that has really good books on it. And I have very rarely seen a restaurant that has books. So I thought that was great. That That is nice. Um, look, when we come back, we're going to be doing The Hidden Treasures. And it's who, Lainey? Is it a surprise? It's always a surprise. It is a surprise. <laughs> the Scoop on Miami, please go on at Scoop on Miami on Facebook. Like us, share us, and send us your comments. This moment on, consumers will expect it and sellers will demand it. Cinematic video walkthroughs for all of your listings. Professional photography, cinematic video walkthroughs, on-camera video tours, and professional voiceover narration. I'm Ernie Emad, head of BlueHourStudios.com. Blue Hour Studios is a progressive visual and audio powerhouse producing high-end video and audio productions. Become an expert in your field with a professionally produced podcast from our studio in Coral Gables. Call Blue Hour Studios today to elevate your image and voice. BlueHourStudios.com With hundreds of brokerages, thousands of agents, how do you cut through all the noise? One Premier International Realty, a boutique real estate brokerage located in Coral Gables, doing business the old-fashioned way. Putting people first. Buying, selling, or leasing residential and commercial properties in Miami-Dade, Broward, and Monroe counties? One Premier International provides each customer a high level of service and communication experience with full-time agents from around the world bringing their unique sense of business skills and a foreign customer base. One Premier International Realty. You've heard of private banking. Now experience private brokerage, a higher level of service and knowledge. One Premier International Realty, 305-669-0233 or go online to www.onepremierinternational.com. Yep, we're back. <laughs> that quickly, huh? We're back with more of The Scoop on Miami. Find our podcast on iTunes and on YouTube as a video. Our Facebook page and thescooponmiami.com. While there, don't forget to subscribe, share, and like our podcast channel. And now, 
Here's Ernie Enag and Lenny Rada. We are back to the scoop on Miami. Thank you very much. A shout out to Andres Guilarte, the owner of Insurance Depot, and we are yeah. so pleased uh, for he your support. He was one of our guests. He was one of our guests. Yes. And if you need insurance, Insurance Depot, uh, there in South Miami, give him a call. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we are going to go into our final guest, and then we have uh, the Miami Rewind, which we normally start with, and we've held a special one uh, for you uh, as we close out the uh, great special today from Overtown. And uh, we are going going to head over now to the uh, Groove and Bean Coffee Bar and Lounge. Keon Lewis and Monique Messer, they're the owners and partners in this business, and we had a wonderful time with them. We know celebrities go and eat there, right? Yes, um, because we heard Derek Fleming talk about that right in the beginning of the show. Derek and Marcus Samuelson, they eat there. They, so that's, the, that's uh, all you need to know. Imagine a, a famous award-winning James Beard chef eats breakfast at this place. You got to check it out. You have to check it out. Great <laughs> food. Absolutely. We're in historic Overtown, the scoop on Miami. My name is Ernie Emat. I'm the broker owner of One Premier International Realty and the host, and I'm standing alongside my co-host. Hi, I'm Lainey Rada, leading edge broker associate with Douglas Elliman, and we're here with fantastic business owners of the Groove and Bean Coffee Bar and Lounge. We have Monique Messer. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and? and we also have Keon Lewis. Welcome to the Scoop on Miami. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So let's start from the beginning. How did you guys get involved here? Well, so there's a backstory to that. We used to um, own a little um, bakery in the uh, Liberty Flea Market, um, and there's a story to that. I uh, one day made a cake uh, for the office, and no one believed that I made it. So I went home, and I made it again, and um, I sold it, and um, people bought it, and I had an epiphany. Hey, if they're buying these cakes, I wonder if I could open up a little store. And I did, um, and we rented out a little cubby in the flea market for about $500 a month and um, opened up a bakery. And then one day, uh, Commissioner Keon Hardeman came by and looked around and said, hey, you guys got a full-fledged business here. You like to bring this stuff to town and thus grooving bean. That, that's fantastic. Um, now, from bakery, obviously coffee goes along with baked goods. How did you get involved with the coffee business? Well, that kind of was um, a, another story within itself. We In the bakery, we bought a little $30 coffee machine off of eBay. And uh, one day, one of our, our, our customers who happened to be a, um, a classmate of ours, called, uh, her name is Ginny Lopez, and uh, asked if we sold Cuban coffee. And I said, no. And she asked if we sold coladas. And I'm like, a colada, what is that? Um, and she came behind the counter and made it for us. Um, and we started making coladas and, we, and um, people kept coming by for coffee. And we said, hey, if people are buying coffee, you know, we could turn this to, into a business. And um, there was no coffee shops in the Overtown area at that time. So Commissioner Hardiman had asked us, you know, to, um, to come over to Overtown to open up a coffee shop. You know, that's fantastic. And it's hard to believe that there was no coffee houses in Overtown uh, prior to that. Um, I like the story of the fair trade coffee. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So we use a company. Well, we buy our 
coffee from a company called Puro. And Puro is a fair trade coffee company. And the beans are from mostly South America and some places in Africa, um, such as Guatemala, Honduras, um, Uganda. And um, what they do is when you buy their coffee, they um, send some of the pro the proceeds or the profits back to those communities where the farmers are actually working. So they build schools, um, they focus on the rainforest. Um, so they have a, a, a moral initiative. And so that's what, you know, attracted us about this company. And the coffee is really great. And Puro is a local company too. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I like that. I, I like that because we're big on uh, buying local, think local, support the local businesses. And now you can do that here at Groove and Bean, but also help those farmers with sustainable coffee and help them get a fair trade for their goods. And speaking of baking, um, I know that you're, you have this world famous beignets. So how did that come about? So that's Monique's, uh, <laughs> Monique's forte. So I lived in New Orleans for a year and a half, and obviously beignets are very popular there. And there's a famous coffee beignet shop called Cafe Du Monde. And so people wait in long lines around the corner for beignets. And so I figured that we can make them here because you really couldn't get them anywhere. And because Kian baked from scratch, we wouldn't make our own. Um, so we, do, we don't use a box mix. Everything is made from scratch. It's our recipe, and, um, and it's really good. It actually tastes better than Cafe Du Monde. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people come in and say that all the time. It's very light. You know, it's not as dense as Cafe Du Monde. Oh, okay. Great. One of the other things that I found is fantastic about this location is that they have breakfast all day. You, can, you can't find that almost anywhere. Right. So how did that happen? That, um, that 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 happened by chance. Our, our listening to our customers, uh, when we first um, opened Groove and Bean, we thought we were just going to sell coffee and pastries, even though we had a full built-out commercial kitchen. Um, and the customers came in and said, "Hey, we don't want that. We want food, and we want it all. You know, we want breakfast all day." And we started selling breakfast sandwiches, and it just morphed into that. And that's how we started selling breakfast all day. That's, that's great. Uh, and, and I understand that this place gets grooving on weekend nights. Yeah, sure. We turn into a lounge in the evening time on Friday nights, pre-corona. Um, um, you know, we have a bar. Uh, we serve cocktails. We have a stage here. Um, we also have poetry night. Um, we, we have hookah. Uh, we have a DJ, a live DJ. And it's just more like a kickback, chill um, type setting, um, R&B. Um, you know, old school hits and so forth, so on. Um, it was just something that um, to give the community something to do. Because again, in Overtown there, as I knew it, no no lounges or people, a, a place where people can hang out past a certain time. Because sometimes, oftentimes, Overtown had the stigma, you know, to not be in that part of town at a certain time. But I wanted to change that. We wanted to change that that stigma, and we did. And we had people coming out. Well, sometimes they didn't want to leave um, because the food is great. We have a modified menu that we offer during our lounge. Uh, Cheddar Bay waffle, jumbo lump crab, um, conch fritters, um, jerk chicken pasta. You know, and they love the food and they have good drinks and a good hookah. Who, who wants to go home? So. You're not kidding. <laughs> 
And I, I just had to say that they're, they're real albums. The real vinyl is inside these, these uh, jackets right behind us, which are really fun to see. Right, Brings yeah. back tons yeah. of memories. They also have to watch the people come oh, looking. I'm sure. <laughs> they're very valuable. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want to take them home myself. <laughs> I, um, I have a really important question because we're here in this really special neighborhood that's been established in 1896 and really is a, a special place in Miami altogether. And uh, we wanted to know what it means to you to be here in historic Overtown. Yes, it's, it means a lot to us to be here, especially since we're, you know, both from Liberty City area. We're both from this district. And just to be the first of anything, the first coffee shop right now during this time is, 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 is very important because we're offering the community somewhere to gather, to meet, use free Wi-Fi. That didn't exist before. And just the building and the neighborhood alone is historic. So just to be a part of that, it's, we're building a legacy that didn't exist. So we're excited about it. Absolutely. Also something that impressed me, how clean the city is, the sidewalks, the lots. There's always people picking up. Um, we've been welcomed here. Incredible. And how um, involved your commissioner is to bring you guys into Overtown um, in, in this wonderful location. Yeah, Commissioner Harneman played a major role um, for us being here um, at this spot, actually in the CRA um, as well. And again, he wanted to build a place uh, where the community can come, um, and we are a neighborhood coffee shop, um, and uh, where we could come. You know, oftentimes you go to other affluent neighborhoods, and you'll see a Starbucks or a Panthers coffee, but in black neighborhoods, you don't really see coffee shops. I mean, I'm just being honest. And he wanted to bring that to our people, um, and that's why we built this place. And but it's not just for our people. Uh, we have other. Um, uh, you know, we, ha we have other uh, cultures that come, such as, you know, we have a lot of Latinos, uh, um, we have whites, we have, we have everybody. I baked the cake for Pride, Day, Pride, Pride Month. I baked the Pride cake. So we're, we're inclusive. inclusive. We're not just, you know, we play, we play all kind of music and we just wanted to build a place where everybody's welcome. Well, you're doing it very well. And one final thing, is there anything else that we may have failed to cover that you want to uh, tell our viewers? No, I think we covered it all. I just, you know, again, um, we are a neighborhood coffee shop. Uh, we offer breakfast all day, lunch, um, and we just wanted to create a place where people can come and do homework and chill, listen to great music and eat great food and drink good coffee. Well, we definitely ask our viewers and our listeners of The Scoop on Miami to stop by Overtown and visit these wonderful locations, including the Groove and Bean Coffee house and lounge coffee bar and lounge we, we were talking about bringing a coffee house into that and it's it, it is in, uh, ingrained in me but we thank you so much for opening your doors to us well, we thank you for having us we appreciate you guys thank you so thank much. you so much again thank you absolutely thank you Okay. Wow. Great people. They, yes. And you'll, when you go there, you're going to see Kalia. Kalia's only one year old, but she helps out too. She She's really does. She's so cute. And tell us a little bit and about the space they took over, yeah, right? They, they had just a shell, which, you know, would just be like any retail space, just the four walls. And they've done a great job recreating the ambiance and an atmosphere there that's really comfortable and uh, very artistic. Very nice place. Yeah, and, I, I agree. And they have a great story. 
They sure just do like everybody else. <laughs> they all do. Uh, they all have a great story. Um, and, and, and passion, right? Yes. It's a passion project. They want to go back and, mm-hmm. and help their communities. Mm-hmm. And it really shows because so friendly, uh, we've, we've, uh, my heart's been touched yeah. uh, by the community. It's been great. And the example that they give to everyone around them, they are all entrepreneurs. They've all scratched to the surface and, and made it happen. And it's very inspiring. And, and long hours, right? Oh, because, they work, uh, all of them no work question. so hard. Not you, one you complained about it. You see how hard it was it, to get a hold of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had to go knock on their doors, right? <laughs> yeah. but, but we canvassed the neighborhood and, and everybody uh, welcomed us with open arms. Uh, I don't think we got a no uh, out of it. We, I, I think we hit mm-hmm. the, the most important uh, businesses yeah. uh, in Overtown. And, and we want them. you to, to, to go and, uh, uh, and visit. No question about that. So now we have a little special segment, uh, which we normally start with, we're going to end with today. Yeah. And it's the Miami Rewind. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, we could. it wouldn't be complete to uh, do this show without talking about Dorsey. You're going to hear all about him. A really fascinating man and uh, really literally was a pioneer in this neighborhood. He came to build the railroad, which is how a lot of people got to Overtown, because I know you're going to hear in the different segments. If you listen to the whole show, you'll really get a pretty good um, rounded view of it. But still, we can't encourage you enough to go. Because you'll you'll be you'll just really enjoy it. It's really fantastic. He made his money in real estate. Sure did. And he made a lot of it. Hey, don't forget, we're real estate brokers. We're always available to take your call and to be able to uh, take care of all of your real estate needs. Let's go with Miami Rewind today. It's time to take a look back with Lainey Rada. With Lainey Rada. Miami, Miami Rewind. Dana Albert Dorsey has the oldest and most accomplished story of anyone you will find in Overtown since 1896. He is recognized as Miami's most famous early black resident. He moved from Georgia to organize farming and began work as a carpenter for Flagler's East Coast Railroad. He recognized a need for housing. Dorsey began purchasing lots for $25 each in 1896, one parcel at a time. He amassed a real estate empire. He reinvested and expanded as far north as Fort Lauderdale. He built his home in Overtown for his bride in 1915. It boasted electricity throughout. This pioneer citizen, businessman, and philanthropist frame vernacular home has been replicated at 250 Northwest 9th Street. It was reconstructed in 1995 and added to the list of National Registry for Historic Places in 1989. He has a long list of firsts. He advertised as the only colored licensed real estate dealer in the city. He organized the first black bank. He had the first city owned building specifically for a library, served as chairman of the colored advisory committee to the Dade County School Board. He was a registrar for black men during World War II. And he had the first black owned hotel called Dorsey Hotel. 
1917, he sold land to the city of Miami for the park located at Northwest 17th Street and First Avenue. In 1919, he sold 21 acres of a barrier island to a man named Carl Fisher. That man was developing Miami Beach, and that property is now known as Fisher Island. It is the wealthiest zip code in America. He donated a large quantity of land for schools as a firm believer in education. 15 days before his death, he provided a new library. When he died in 1940, flags were lowered to half-staff all over Miami. He was buried in Lincoln Memorial Park, a Miami African-American cemetery during segregation. For a man who was the son of former slaves and came from a city called Quitman, he made quite a remarkable impression that lives on to this day. That's the scoop. Anything you want to talk about this wonderful segment? Um, It it just uh, is... It's kind of like where Overtown started almost in those early days, the people that came to build the railroad, this is where they lived. And for Dorsey, uh, his name is everywhere. His house is there. It's not open right now. We can't wait to go inside one of these days. But uh, what a fascinating person. And I've known for a long time that he did own Fisher Island and he was the first black millionaire in the South of the whole United States. So starting with $25 lots and amassed an empire in those days, nothing stopped him. And, and also the unique, uh, another unique thing was having electricity in your house. You know, I see posts sometimes that people say, what are you grateful for? And I go all the way back to electricity because it's, it's a miracle that we have electricity. And it was a big status symbol to have electricity in your house in those days that when the lights were on and people could see that from the outside. So he, he never missed a thing. Well, you know, we spent Wednesday at 105 degrees <laughs> with all this gear and uh, how refreshing it was to enter into these places with the air conditioning. Air conditioning. Another uh, invention in Florida. And the little greenhouse <laughs> giving us uh, fresh lemonade. It was just, yes. uh, it was just, uh, uh, we just had a great time. It was uh, great. Absolutely. So, so you go and have a great time too. It's a fantastic place to go visit. And, and like I said in the first segment that we opened with, it is the most intact historic neighborhood in Miami, and uh, it, it's just, just so much to see. You're, it's fascinating. Yes, it is. Um, so we have the next two That's weeks. That's it. That's it for now. <laughs> no, there isn't. There's a lot more That's happening. For That's Overtown. for sure. The rest is up to you. A- absolutely. So please go visit them um, uh, and and support local. Think local um, and, and and take a tour. It's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a beautiful visit. The Creamery um, and and visit all of our guests. Yes, uh, talk to those entrepreneurs and learn from them. They're they they've all got something to offer in every way, not just their incredible service and food and establishments. If you missed any of their phone numbers. Or or anything, you can go to 
Scoop on Miami on Facebook or at Scoop on Miami um, and uh, take a look at all of our episodes. But if you go to our webpage at www.scooponmiami.com, you'll be able to go to the guest pages and all of our guests will be there, uh, linked to their websites, their phone numbers. So you'll be able to uh, frequent these wonderful establishments. We're going to tell you what's happening next week. Tell us, Lainey. Next week, we have this this uh, very different kind of show because we're having fun putting them together for you and we're calling it the russian twist uh because <laughs> one is russian and one is from ukraine and they are both multi-talented they're a great representation of their backgrounds and you will be very surprised at uh the diversity there's there's a big difference between the two of them but at the same time the similarities are the multi-talented things that they've accomplished so far and, and, and their names are Sasha Olson and Dimitri. And I have to like try my best, which I know like three words in Russian, <laughs> but it's, I think it's Zitov. Zitov. But I'm not positive, but it's Dimitri Zitov and Sasha Olson. I know that next week I'm going to look different. We're going to have a really good time because we're filming in a hair salon and and uh, Dimitri's doing doing a whole bunch of miracles on us. Uh, absolutely. And uh, boy, I need a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of this hair. So I'm looking forward to the haircut, the pampering, a little bit of everything, the uh, the photography, the video that yeah. they're going to do of us, um, as well as some theatrical photography. So we're looking forward yeah, for I'll that. Show you what, what he has to offer. It's great. That's next Friday at Scoop on Miami on Facebook live. You'll be able to see the event. And the following week, um, correct, that's in two weeks. We have a special, you know, somehow these two caged animals, uh, uh, well, at least I'm... Feel but caged. We, Everyone feels caged. We're going to be on display um, <laughs> at the zoo. You know, uh, it's the 40th birthday celebration. They're going to be giving 40% off tickets July 3rd through the 5th. They'll have live DJs and 500 free giveaways each of those days. There's $10 Mondays now through the summer. Summer saving passes at Zoo Miami, Miami's Aquarium, Museum of Discovery, and so forth. It's $59.99. Uh, Zoo members save 25% when they uh, purchase at ZooMiami.org. It's a first drive-through dino experience on July 25th and bike on the wild side. And that happens on July 18th. And we're going to be in Ron McGill's office. We are so excited. We're so excited. He's given us we're one like hour. <laughs> Absolutely. So we are going to be caged for uh -huh. one hour with Ron, with the most spectacular, dynamic, yes. towering personality. Yeah. So we're excited to bring you everything about Zoo Miami and Ron McGill, yes. um, who's an incredible ambassador. Right. Yes, he's a Nikon ambassador, but he's also um, an American wildlife expert and photographer. And he's the communications director of of. Um, I, I want to say the right name of the zoo because everybody just says the zoo. Miami-Dade Zoological Park and Gardens is what it's called now. He's a five-time Emmy Award winner. Uh, there are so many things to say about him, but that's why we get to interview him for an hour so you can learn too. Learn everything about so the he zoo is, He's one of the, animals. the most fantastic speakers I've ever seen. 
Just, and we're going to get a little insight on, on what type of uh, um, uh, measures they've taken during COVID with yes, the animals, we have a lot correct? To learn. Yes. So we all have a lot to learn and, and, mm -hmm. and, and to enjoy. Yeah. Lainey, I want to thank you so much. Thank you, Ernie. Great week. It's been incredible. We had such a great time. It was really a lot of work, <laughs> this show. Hey, I left I at like, 3 oh, in the morning last night. That's crazy. And at 6 a.m. I was up and uh, we got here early. There was a lot of work, a lot of editing to do. It was uh, a special it, show with a was, lot more video. Yeah, it was hard um, to condense that fantastic place and, and all of our guests into a uh, all the things, but we did it. Especially as a couple of real estate brokers, I think uh, we're bringing good quality um, uh, information to our and community. Mm -hmm. uh, we're helping small businesses. Uh, we're becoming yeah. the voice for the small businesses to be able to broadcast your services, to broadcast your products, and to share your stories with this wonderful community we call Miami. I was trying for three months to get a barber and I'll tell you, I should have been looking for Nick from the first day because he was so responsive and he's just the ultra professional. And I always say this on every show, answer your phone. There are so many businesses. We have a list of 40 people that we would love to have on our show, but we also try to think of different ways, different things that you offer, different ways to give you exposure. And we do this all for free and we give back to our community that way. And you can call us too. We're, Absolutely. Uh, we're, you can find us on Scoop on Miami on our webpage and you can call us anytime because we're, we're giving back that way, like I say, but you need to get in touch. And so, some people's voicemails full. The, it says on your websites, closed when you're not really closed and things like that. So we try to help you. Absolutely. And re-engage with the, with the community, re-engage yeah. with the customers. Because no matter what happens, you're going to be open at some point. And then the more people know about you, the more they're going to want to come visit you and, and give you support. Absolutely. And we have a great list of guests over the weeks to come as we continue to finalize all their schedules. And I know that you're going to be excited uh, with all the guests that we have lined up on the scoop on Miami. So again, is there anything else you want to talk about? That's it. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Until next week. <laughs> we hope you're entertained, informed, enriched, and proud to live in Miami. We have come to the end of another episode of the scoop on Miami with your host, Ernie Emad, broker, owner of One Premier International Realty, and Lainey Rada, a leading-edge broker associate with Douglas Elliman. Thank you for riding alongside our journey. If you know of a special person doing wonderful things in our community or want your business featured, visit thescooponmiami.com and contact us. Find The Scoop on Miami on iTunes. Subscribe, share, and like our podcast channel. While there, leave a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And now you have The Scoop on Miami.